Brian, at 37 years old, you alluded to the fact that this potentially could have been your last opportunity with WWE. That's right. And after that defeat, how are you feeling at this very moment? Uh, um. <laughs> I am so proud of you. What a great job. Daniel, can you tell us about your relationship with Brian? <laughs> so uh, we started together at Shawn Michaels School in San Antonio, Texas. We had our first match together. Um, did everything together. I wouldn't be the, uh, the wrestler I am today if it weren't for him. Because I know somewhere deep down in my heart, I still love you. Welcome to the Full Nelson Press Podcast, episode 46, the 2016 WWE Cruiserweight Classic Edition. I am the creator of the thefullnelsonpress.com. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. You can find me on Twitter at JohnnyJonny underscore Tango. I'm here with someone who's technically eligible for the 2017 Cruiserweight Classic, Mr. Peter O'Brien. You can also find him on Twitter at MVP360. And of course, you can follow the Full Nelson Press on Twitter at TFNP. Pete, are you ready to review the WWE Cruiserweight Classic 2016? Can we start off by saying, I'm ready to do it again? Yeah. <laughs> there was an update, and it only recorded a second, and we got so this far. This stupid jabroni who's running it, it just finally just goes quiet while I'm talking. He goes, hey, stop that one second. We didn't record anything. <laughs> it was so heartbreaking. And, you know, you, you call me the face that complains about this place, and I'm going <laughs> to complain. I'm complaining right now. This is ridiculous. Oh, man. I don't even know. I don't, I don't even have an excuse. don't even have an excuse. I dropped the ball. All right. So we're going to go over the Cruiserweight Classic again. First of all, the overall presentation of this, I really liked it. The rules of this is a 205 weight limit, and that's the only limit to this. Uh, I really dug the purple theme, though. It was really cool. I liked the purple and the silver. That was really cool. I, I thought it was great. I thought the way they did the intros, the only thing was when they jump kick at each other, I thought that was kind of weird and cheesy. And then the cartoon at the beginning, I thought was weird and cheesy. Yeah, the opening video package really looked like it was used as like Shredder's Foot Clan recruitment video or something. Absolutely. Commentators on this for the CWC is Mauro Ronaldo and Daniel Cryan. Uh, let's let's talk about this. Daniel Cryan. Like at the beginning, I was like, man, him and Ronaldo are really good. Then Daniel got a little too into it. I think he got a little starstruck. Oh, I think he did too. And I think he like, uh, I don't know, if Brie Bill is trying to have kids, she might want to take his pants. <laughs> That he part of the CWC because they're all in there. Because every move he saw from Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, ah, uh, that's awkward, buddy. 
we also had Corey Graves in the CWC center. He was in this like CG made matrix box. They wouldn't let him out for like three months. It, it probably smelled like foot and tattoo lotion. He took the blue pill. Also, there is this lingering curse going around that if you refuse to shake your hands at the beginning of this match, you're going to lose. Round one had consisted of 16 contestants that got eliminated. The contestants were Alejandro Size, Ariane Devar, Clement Pachu, Sean Maluda, Damian Slater, and then, of course, we had the Michael Jackson reincarnation, Demac, Mustafa Ali, Kenneth Johnson, who looked like Carl Malone from the 1998 WCW wrestling days, Tyson Ducks, or you like to call him Dukes. Dude! Okay, listen, if you're a fan of, let's say, I don't know, the greatest action star of all time, Mr. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. If you watch Bloodsport, his name is spelled the same way, and they call him Frank Dukes. Dukes? Well, Dukes, but he's like, oh, I'm Frank Dukes. Like, yeah, it's not ducks. He's not a duck. Ducks fly together. I'm sorry. Next, we have both of the Bolly Boys got eliminated as well. They were uh, what they were. Uh, Anthony Bennett we also had. Then we had Raul Mendoza, Jason Lee, Jerv Serrera, uh, Fabian Einicker, and Tommaso Ciampa all eliminated in the first round. So, okay, out of all the guys who were eliminated, who was the one guy that you were like, I wish he wasn't eliminated? I would say uh, probably Ducks was the one guy that I liked the most. Yeah, I, I think so too. Fabian was also cool. I really hated that he taked on Jack Gallagher. It made Anyone who took on Jack Gallagher, it was like a major loss because not only did you lose, but it made it look like you were outsmarted. Yeah, and then you lost to the little guy who's just going like, I won. I was also a little upset that Tommaso Ciampa was eliminated, but I was more happy that Johnny Gargano wasn't, so I was okay with it. Yeah, I mean, that. I think we're both in agreement that that was the match of the first round. Yeah. It was amazing from top to bottom. That match killed it. It was so good. It was so well put together. One guy that caught my attention. I'm a man with a plan. The man with the plan, the Brian Kendrick, looked good. And I was like, all right, all right, Brian Kendrick. I, I like this little punk rocker man with the plan. He looked like Spike Dudley more than he did look like a man with a plan. But I uh, liked him. Maybe his plan was to look like Spike Dudley. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, Brandon, he's always got a plan, okay? He is the man with the plan. We had a bunch of flops, though, in this first match. We had the Michael Jackson reincarnation, Demac, representing the <laughs> He just kept on talking about Michael Jackson like he was, like, the greatest thing. It's like, dude, do you have you read the newspaper lately about what this man has done? Yeah, I mean, he was black. He turned white. He hung a baby over a balcony. Kind of diddled some kids, but hey, man, that's my idol. <laughs> I like the moonwalk. Yeah, have you ever, <laughs> seen, you ever seen the music video of Black or White? It, like, got me. It understood me. <laughs> Whatever. He's gone. The Bollywood boys were gone, thank God. Yeah. I didn't want to put up with them. Jason Lee looked like, uh, he just was, always looked like he was mad. A mad version of Rufio from Hook. Yep. The first round, I mean, match of the year might have came out of it with Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. Yeah, that was such an amazing match from beginning to end. Yeah, absolutely. Next round, the next people eliminated is we have the returning veteran Tajiri, Cedric Alexander, Jack Gallagher, Hoho Loon, Tony Ness, Lince Dorado, Mr. Leg Knuckles himself, Drew Gallick, Johnny Gargano was also eliminated. Okay, can we talk about something here? Okay. Put up the Jack Gallagher Tazawa picture. <laughs> it's up. Okay, now if you look at it, someone gave Tazawa some old ass cheese. <laughs> and it looks like it's Jack Gallagher. Yeah. Like like the way that picture is set up, like, man, this cheese sucks. And Jack Gallagher was like, ha ha, it was me. 
<laughs> it should almost just say under it, like on one side it just said smelt it, and the other side just says dealt it. So, in this round, worst match has to go to Noam Dar and Ho-Ho Loon. Not because of anything Noam Dar did. It was the fact that Ho-Ho Loon was there. You just hate Ho-Ho Loon so much? Oh, he's so lame. Now, I hate Zack Sabre Jr. The sheer hatred I have for his wrestling is so strong. But his match wasn't bad because Drew Gallick is great. Oh, he's a beast. I like Drew Gallick. I think he's got a great future. I like how he's just like, man, I'm going to punch this hot dog right in the freaking face. I think he said that. I don't know. Zack Sabre Jr., why do people like him? I don't understand. What is so great about this guy? Yeah, the crowd just was like bananas, B-A-N-A-N-E-S for the guy. I didn't understand. He can't sell moves. His facial expressions were awkward. His moveset is so slow. Yeah, he's countering something into something, but he has to do it at a slow, boring pace. They're like, oh, it's so methodical. No, it's really bad and dumb. Not only is it slow, but a lot of the times the opponent has to assist in setting up the move, and you can see it happening. If I'm watching wrestling weekly, I cannot watch Zack Sabre Jr. every week. No, I couldn't either. Because it's just going to be all these weird triangle holds that the opponent has to help you set up just to do it. It wasn't enjoyable. Match of the second round. I mean, this one had a bar. This one was tough. Yeah, Nice and Kendrick was really good. It was really oh, cool so to see Nice throwing Kendrick around. And Kendrick, just he was just the heel. Like If anything, he brought more personality than anybody else did just by his heel tactics alone. Well, you know why. Why? Do I have to say it? I'm a man with a plan. <laughs> so that match was great. Johnny Gargano and TJ Perkins, another great match. I was super surprised to see TJ Perkins win in this one, but eh, that's okay. The more I watched TJ Perkins, the more I was like, okay, this dude, yeah. he's good in the ring. Uh, Rich Swan was good. That match was sweet. Yeah, he get, he did that amazing uh, Phoenix Splash. That yeah. was crazy. Yeah, super excited to see him. He's also on Raw. Yep, proud. And then, okay, actually, though, I think, I'm not even going to lie, Tajiri versus Grand Metalik, I was completely surprised by that. Yeah. I thought Tajiri was going to get, like, blown out of the water. He kept up with him. Oh, it was so good. I was waiting for the green miss. Oh, me too. That would have been awesome if he would have used that. That would have like, been awesome. Like, if he awesome. started losing and all of a sudden he just... And they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> and then it turns out it wasn't miss. It was puke, like, because he's so old. He's like, I'm not in shape. <laughs> 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 and then he's doing that thing in the corner where he's spitting and you know you like you puke and there's always that one trail of spit and he's like I can't get it off I can't get it off he's sitting there trying to string it off with his fingers yeah <laughs> Uh, but I think the match of the second round was Kota Ibushi and Cedric. That match was awesome. That match was so good. Yeah, I gotta go with TJ Perkins and Gargano, because I think I was just really invested into that. We're getting to the quarterfinals now. Uh, we have uh, Akira Tozawa representing Japan, Brian Kendrick representing my heart, Noen Dar representing Scotland and Israel, Rich Swan representing the US of A. All eliminated in this round. Yeah, here's the thing that's stupid. Zack Sabre Jr., I'm looking at him holding his freaking collar popped, and he's like, <laughs> "Like I hate you. You look like you drive a freaking Volvo. Like I, I, I feel like he does. Well, I'm gonna drive a Volvo. <laughs> I got a, I got a bucket full of chestnuts in the backseat of my car. Like you know, screw you, dude. I hate you. Probably also wears a shirt that has a pocket in it that he puts his cigarettes in, but he doesn't smoke. Yeah, f you, Zach Saber Jr. 
<laughs> F you. Noam Dar got hosed. Yeah. But I knew it, I, I was just like, God, Zack Sabre Jr. is going all the way to the finals. Yeah, I guess Noam Dar and the hot dog were friends, so that's what made this one even better. But No, it didn't make it better. It was still lame. I fast-forward through it. I watched it at, like, speed three. So you could still see it, but I was watching it sped up, which actually helped out. I, I knew this was the end for Kendrick, though taking on Abushi. I, I knew he was not going to be coming out of that okay. No. And I was right. That match was great, though. Yeah, it really was. But what almost ruined it, Daniel Cryan almost killed this match for me completely. And then he gets eliminated, and D-Vry, or D-Cry has to come down and hug it out with him. Right when I saw that, I just went and got re- I turned it off. I was like, oh my god. Like, you know Brian Kendrick's getting signed. There's no way he's not. He's perfect for the cruiserweights. Jesus. And they're like, oh, it's over. He has nothing left. Ah, we'll see him Monday. <laughs> god, why don't you cry about that? Right. Rick Swan and TJ Perkins tore it up. That match was awesome. And threw me for a loop. TJ Perkins goes on again. Yeah. Guy keeps going what was your favorite match out of all those well we didn't even talk about grand metal leak and mr eaton old cheese tozawa oh uh, yeah uh that match was all right it wasn't terrible i think zach saber jr's match was worse than that yeah i agree i was upset that tozawa lost because i was really rooting for tozawa i would like to see him in the cruiserweight division yeah i think they might get him anyways kendrick and uh abushi probably my favorite match out of all that i'm going rich swan and tj perkins okay yeah now we get into the semifinals. We have Zack Sabre Jr. and Grant Madalik, Abusi, and TJ Perkins, which really threw me to rest because I totally thought the end was going to be Sabre Jr. and Abushi. Completely opposite happens. What's awesome is that happened. Yeah. Oh my God. Grand Metal League? What? Yeah. Thank God. Because I, I can't, I, I wanted to watch the title, but if it was going to be between. Zack Sabre Jr. and anybody, I I don't think I could do it. I hate watching him. I wasn't excited all week because of that, because I was like, this is just going to make this whole tournament just a whole waste of time. Yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. being boring as hell, Grand Metal League trying to make it fun, but it didn't work at all. The only thing that would have made that even better is if Grand Metal League, like, pinned uh, Sabre Jr. and then rips his mask off at his Voldemort from Harry Potter. Yeah, and something like that would have been sweet. Koto Ibushi and TJ Perkins tore it up. Yep. I was like, how the hell are they going to top that for the final? Like, that match was so good. Could not believe that they did that. And then just intermission between these matches, we get Cedric Alexander and Noam Dar taking on Team DIY. Yeah, actually, that match was freaking sweet. And then... The finals. Mr. TJ Perkins taking on Mr. Grand Metalik. Who comes out, Triple H, with this potato sack in his hand? Yeah, and I was like, what? He's got Jake the Snake Roberts rattlesnake. <laughs> Girl, get out of there. Get out of there. Dab on him. Dab it. Dab it. Dab. Dab. I don't know how dab works. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Triple H comes down to the ring. They already have William Regal down there, and then they have the trophy. But then he pulls out of the potato sack the cruiserweight championship. This title looks really cool. Yeah, it's not bad, actually. Like, uh, I t- that's good. Yeah. I liked it. And then they were like, whoever wins this is going to be the Cruiserweight champion. I'm like, what? Yeah. That makes it even better. So then it's like, okay, so it's either going to be Grand Metalik or TJ Perkins, which is awesome. And then this match ends with the Metalik going for his Metalik driver off the top rope, but Perkins reverses it into his devastating Nivar. I will continue to call it devastating until someone doesn't tap by or he actually gets a win by a pin because he yeah. used that Nivar the entire tournament. He has to. It's such a good move. It is. 
is. I feel like he is the man with the plan, not Brian Kendrick, <laughs> since he won. I feel like you're living a lie, Pete. Ah, you're right. Brian Kendrick always has a plan. <laughs> This is really cool. William Regal comes in with Triple H. They congratulate him, shake his hand, give him the title. He gets the big tournament thing and uh, or trophy, I guess is what you want to call it. It was overall really good. What do you want to grade it? I'm giving it an A+. This was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It was just so well put together. The matches were so well done. I was just happy with how it went. I agree. Uh, they built it up really well where they talked about it, said what they were going to do with it. No issues streaming it. Every episode was great. There was always just something that you wanted to talk about at the end of every single tournament. I'm excited to see if they do another one of these. I, I was sad to see it go. It was really fun. Yeah. It was really fun to see this. And not only that, but wow, was it super cool to see 32 competitors that could be signed to the WWE. Like, it really was kind of like a trial period for a lot of those wrestlers, too. It literally kind of showed me it was like they could have just a show for Cruiserweight. And it would work. Absolutely. Or if anything, add an extra hour to NXT because you were doing it on Wednesday nights anyways. An hour should be designated for the cruiserweights. I hate to say it, but do you remember with when they did Velocity and Heat, they really kind of did that. If they turned yeah. the pre-shows or kickoff shows into an hour of highlighting plus the cruiserweight division, I don't. I feel like they would ruin it. But I would like to see a good balance of that at least. Dud of the tournament, Pete. I don't care. I'm saying Zack Sabre Jr. I knew you were. I hate everything about him. He did not do anything to impress me at all. I don't care what anyone tried to tell me. I hope we get comments below. I just think he is so boring. He's just this pencil-thin weirdo just groping people's arms. Like, that's <laughs> all it was. He's not good. And he made the weirdest facial expressions like, you know what, dude? F*** off. <laughs> I'm going to go with Alejandro size. You were the first one eliminated, man. Get good. <laughs> yeah, and he looked so stupid, too. <laughs> Stun of the tournament, Pete. Well, you got to go T.J. Perkins, right? Oh, I was going to go one step further and see T.J. Perkins and Nevar. Oh, you can't just say a move. <laughs> You gotta say TJ Perkins. Perkins definitely was a highlight to this. It was really cool to see that from beginning to end. He caught me off guard. I did not think he would be winning this, but I'm glad he did. You could say Koto Ibushi. You could say Cedric Alexander for his two matches, but you gotta go or Grand Metal Leak. Like, there is so many great studs. You just basically have to give it to TJ Perkins. He's the champ. Right. Apparently there are uh, news reports coming out saying that WWE was going to either let Saber Jr. or Abushi win this. However, neither of them would sign with it for a contract, so they then gave it to TJ Perkins. I'm very happy it happened that way, but man. Uh, so am I. Would have sucked to see either one of those two win in this tournament. What do you mean? Like, it would have sucked to see Koto Abushi. Uh, that's true. I think I'm mostly just hating the, the Saber Jr. But it, I think it's just it gave it that surprise factor that those two weren't in it. Especially because, like, the Cruiserweight division doesn't need them. I mean, it'd be a great addition with both of them, but the people they have right now is great. Yeah, they got a great base right now. Great base. So now we've already seen them on Monday Night Raw and how they've done there. We've also got to see them on Clash of Champions as well. The tone is a little bit different, but I still feel like we have potential here. I think they're just trying to play it safe more on, like, Monday Night Raw. Well, the Fatal 4-Way match on Raw stole the show, and the Cruiserweight stole the show for Clash of Champions. It's like what people want to see. They're the exciting young
young flyers. Right. It, it reminds you so much of WCW. And I think there's just this different tone, though, with them, with the sense of, like, it's more creative as now running the match, more than I think they had more leeway in the CWC match of how they wanted to do it. So yeah. maybe that might be just a different tone to it. But I'm still enjoying it. I still very much like it. I'm, I'm excited to see where the Cruiserweight division goes, and I'm already wanting the next classic to happen. Exactly. All right, man. Well, hey, that's the Full Nelson Press Podcast, Episode 46, the 2016 WWE Cruiserweight Classic Edition. Anything else you want to add? Did you record it? Yes. Oh, no. Ah! Ah! Let me check! Ah! Yes, record. I just want you to know that I did this whole podcast wearing a Lucha Libre Buffalo Bills mask. <laughs> I believe it. You sound muffled. Yeah, go Bills. <laughs> go wrestling. Go wrestling. All right, go suck a butt. Yeah, bet. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. And if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and like this video. Leave us a comment. We might even read it on our next show. And I'll try not to berate you, but no promises. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a review. You have no idea how much that helps. I guess Stitchers has a thumbs up button now, so that's a thing. You can find us on Facebook, Wrestling Amino Tambler. Or just search for the Full Nelson Press on any social media site. You can also go to thefullnelsonpress.com for all of our past episodes and original WWE art created by yours truly. Go watch some wrestling. <laughs>